heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today. It's Monday morning, the 21st of November. A very good morning to everybody listening to us through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. So much to get through on this busy, busy Monday morning and we've had lots happening. The Kangaroos and the Women's Jillaroos are world champions. They won both their World Cups respectively Touch on that a little later. We've got the PBR bull riding finals in Townsville this weekend. We'll catch up with Simon Malloroy. We'll talk to Zorro Radnich and much, much more. So much to get through as well. If we can just uh, absolutely um, just focus on a lot, a huge crowd in Roma uh, on hand for the Roma Cup, and they did it well. I just want to say to everybody uh, who was involved, thank you so much. And um, what a, a great, great weekend you have had there. And we will obviously endeavour to highlight it. Harvest is still going. Uh, a lot of people starting to get some wheat uh, put away and stored, which is good. And we're going to focus on that throughout the course of the week as well. The hot weather is here. There's no two ways about that. But we embrace it and we love what we do and we love the place that we live. Rural Queensland today. Let's get into it. The Mayor of the Mayor Shire, Sean Zorro-Radnich, he joins us next. This is Rural Queensland today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. We'll kick the show off Monday morning. The Mayor of the Mewa Shire, Sean Zorro-Radnich, joins us this morning. Zorro, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Morning, Dobbo. Yeah, mate, as always, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Uh, the flight situation, mate, let's get straight into it. Um, there, there's been lots of talk and from different areas um, around community flights, Maybe, just maybe, you guys were sold a lemon with what the government have done, but you're trying to get an understanding with everything that's going on. Where are we at from at this moment? So we've um, we've been in heavy consultation with Rex Airlines, and um, mate, the end goal was always that obviously that Rex took over our route out here in the Western One, and they also do Western Two, which comes through Toowoomba and all the way to the Milk Run. Now, there's been some issues around that, Dobbo. That places um, I've been talking to Robbie Dare way out um, way out there, and then. Just with the in the fact that what's happening is people are choosing to take those cheaper flights on a Tuesday um, and a Thursday, which which impacts on the way that milk run all the way to Mount Isa. So what we've sure. been doing with um, talking to Rex is that if we can bring a community fare into that Western One, which is Brisbane, Roma, and Charleville, and we can come in with some cheaper prices, that we can alleviate some of those um, seats on those other flights to help our Western cousins to the to the north of us and also to the west. So, mate, I can on it, I can say that we've uh, council have agreed in principle to uh, to push ahead and work with Rex, and I'm very confident that we'll have a solution. More cheaper flights flying from Brisbane to Charleville very soon in the near future. So, uh, mate, can I say that to um, John Sharp? He's um, I've had lots of talks with John, and especially with his team in Rex, and um, exciting times. Though, though, like this is exactly what we're after when. Um, yeah, we're getting the frequency, but the biggest issue we've had in our community, in especially in the Murway Shire, is the cost of the flights. And I'm very confident in the near future that we'll have a solution there for our ratepayers. So uh, exciting times, Dobbo. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. We've obviously had some situations where there's been landing fees waived and, and wrecks have tried to bully. Have you experienced that in a way? And I, I, do, I do hear your words that you've spoken with John Sharp and you've obviously had some discussion, but... 
it just seems like early on they won the they won the flight routes. Um, and outside looking in, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the goalpost changed a little after they got that. Yeah, well, I'm not quite sure. In, in our regard, Dobbo, like it's um, we treat our airport as a it's a service to our community. Um, whereas you know, like a lot, if we didn't have that. It, it's a lifeblood for us, Dobbo. Yeah, so you have to have as it. As a council, we need to have it. So we've we've got a state-of-the-art um, terminal building there. And um, the worst thing we had, you know, we've, we've been through the tough times, Dobbo, and we know, we and appreciate to you what we went through in the last couple of years with um, with obviously our previous carrier that we had and three flights a week, and then all of a sudden we went to four. Now, all of a sudden, we get nine flights for the week. But can I say this, that I haven't experienced any of the bullying that um, – from, from Rex, they've been really easy to deal with. I mean, obviously, and that's why I kept on saying, listen, if, if we, we can come up with a solution, and as a council, we spoke about this, if we can come up with a solution to find some community fares there and make um, seats on those flights cheaper, we will help their business. <laughs> there's no two ways about it. It's um, We're both going to work on this together, and um, you know, there's, there's still a little bit to go, but in principle, council agreed on Thursday to... Um, um, to to come up with an agreement with Rex and um, that agreement's on the table. And like I say, I'm very confident that we will have some residence flight community fairs, I think Rex call them. But um, they know they've been, they've been really easy to work with as far as um, Merway Shire has been concerned. And um, mate, look, um, like I said, the end goal is that yeah, we've got to look after and vice versa. We've had those conversations where we've gone, okay, guys, listen, our, our, our main um, aim is that we're going to look after our rate payers and that's exactly what we've got to do. And, um, Mate, like I said, if we can get um, community fares in here, Dobbo, honestly, it'll help both of us. So, um, no, I look forward to seeing what's um, not too seeable future and see um, what comes comes out of it. Yeah, you, it, well said, well said, and it is the lifeblood for these towns. Charleville Base Hospital is on the top ten infrastructure list. Well, does that mean that we're going to see something? I mean, it talks cheap, isn't it? You know, like you can and you can understand you, you would be hesitant, even though they are saying that. Well, Dobbo, that's, that's the biggest thing. So about three and a half years ago, we were on the top 10 list, Dobbo, but um, unfortunately with some constructural uh, problems which happened um, to a hospital in Roma, that um, Roma got the new um, new hospital. Um, and when we've sort of looked at this, when, when you hit the criteria, and I've had lots of conversations with the CEO of Southwest Health about this stuff, and um, the biggest thing is that, you know, when you hit the criteria, they, they work on age and they work on the um, population, but they also work on the traffic that comes through here, Dobbo. And we hit all those three criteria, but unfortunately, we're not in the top 10. So we've been taken off that list. So that's our goal for the next um, foreseeable future. And as and appreciate your, um, your help in this regard in the fact that we talk about a lot of issues, but this is one of the main goals that I have before the next election is we need to get ourselves back in that top 10. And we need to find out. And we're talking about a 10, 15-year project here. But seriously, Dobbo, we've got the Flying Doctor here. It's just crazy that we have the, one of the main bases in Queensland for the Flying Doctor and the Queensland government subsidise. You know, obviously, they pay the Flying Doctor to fly people around Queensland. And when they have um, when they have health, health issues, especially when you need them, and what a great organisation they are. But seriously, why wouldn't you put your main base you – know, the biggest thing we – the last thing we really need, Dobbo, is to turn us into a second-rate health system, and we're going to be fighting very hard with the um, Queensland government and with um, Queensland Health, especially high up at that daft. And there, in a couple of weeks, we'd really like to have a meeting and just find out where we're at with the situation, where we're heading with the Charleville Base Hospital. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking for oh, years. It's been and, going yeah. on for a long time. You've got to have your own hospital. Your community's, I mean, your community's growing. Your population is growing. 
you actually need a health service that stands alone. You do not need to be if, – if they're looking at Roma and saying, well, that's your port of call, that's just unacceptable. It just, it just cannot be – it cannot be the long-term solution. No way in the world, Dobbo. And the fact that, once again, we look at what we just talked about with the Rex Airlines, it's all right to say that for Charvel that we're two and a half hours away, but you tell someone that's in Quilpie or Kanamala, that's four and a half hours to get health service, and without that flying doctor, you've got nothing. And we've got Southern Queensland Rural Health. It's, it's a great organisation where we're training nurses, and in, in 2026, you can actually train to be a doctor right here in Charvel from, from Southern Queensland Rural Health, but you're going to be working in a second-rate hospital system. So we just can't have it. So that's that's the argument. That's our next argument we have, Dobbo, and um, very happy to take that on board and talk to um, the state government moving forward, and let's hope they're pretty favourable. No doubt it's going to erupt. Quickly, you're chasing a, a new CEO. Yeah, Dobbo, I'd like, just like to let the people of the Merway Shire know that we're doing interviews in, um, in, in this time next week, Monday morning that um, we'll have three interviews right here in Charvel and uh, long-serving CEO, Neil Polgrace, he's been in our system for a long, long time and done a great job. Neil's decided, Polly, as he's affectionately known, has decided to um, retire and stand down and exciting times for the Merway Shire Dobbo. Um, like I, I, think, um, I think we're ready for a, a change and a, a new look inside and, um, mate, it's um, exciting for me because... Um, it's a different world, especially when you go from the butcher shop to um, to corporate and work in that government space. But, mate, we've got three very capable people coming for interviews next week and um, moving forward. Exciting times, mate. Look out, Merway Shire. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, mate, there's a lot quickly – there's a lot happening in your neck of the woods over the next couple of weeks and uh, as we lead up to Christmas. Um, lots of events in the region. It's still very much a hot spot. It is, Dollar, and we really need – to, um, for everyone to take care. If you are feeling sick, obviously we've seen this um, rise of the COVID coming out and we really need to look after each other because as we know out here, we, we do have an ageing population. But, but if everyone does the right thing and we've been sensible about it, obviously, and we'll come through this, we, we got through the first wave and the second wave um, with not too much drama and um, very confident, but we still need people to take care and look after each other. Yeah, really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, Mayor of the Mirwa Shire, Sean Zoro-Radnich, uh, appreciate your time, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, Dobbo, as always. Cheers, mate. Thank good you. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Monday morning, the 21st of November. And Simon Cheatham is the founder of the online station job site, um, RFTTE Jobs. Uh, dot com and also the Facebook page, Ringers from the Top End, which was started in 2007, which has over 200,000 followers. And I talk about it, my journey, obviously, the greatest thing that I ever did was go and spend time in a stock camp and cut my teeth in the Northern Territory. It, it paved the way for my career um, and people might think that, but the work ethic that it instilled into me was second to none. Uh, and a number of school leavers. My son, he's obviously going into year 12. I talk about a lot. All he wants to do for the first year is you gap year rather than going overseas, is head straight into the territory. Well, Simon uh, joins us this morning and he, he knows it all better than most. How are you, mate? Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, good. Thanks, Dobbo. Thanks very much for having me. Listen, um, it, it, is, it is a huge and right rite of passage for young men and women to want to go to the territory <laughs> and to Queensland, to, to, to have a year there working on a station. It, it seems to have grown a little bit of momentum. I went in in the late 90s um, and, and, look, it wasn't hard to get a job. We were always looking for workers and 
I came straight out of Sydney, uh, straight there, and 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 it was the greatest thing that I ever did. The greatest thing I ever did. And but you're seeing now, it really is. Rather than going to Europe and rather than going overseas, it is exactly what a lot of the young school leavers are wanting to do. Yeah, that's exactly right, Dobbo. I mean, you and I have got uh, very similar backgrounds in that uh, we've both done it before. Uh, yeah, I came from a rural background, yourself from Sydney. Um, but, you know, as our latest sort of uh, advertising campaign, you know, it's a lifetime of, of adventure in, in one season. Um, and I think a lot of kids uh, or a lot of school leavers um, are realising that it's a, a great opportunity to get up and experience parts of Australia, some of the most remote and beautiful parts of Australia. Um, and they're going up for a variety of reasons. You know, one, you know, word of mouth, they hear from their mates or their brothers and sisters uh, that, it's, that it's a great experience. You make lifetime, lifetime friends, uh, you make great skills, you develop a work ethic. Um, and a lot of the a lot of school leavers are having that gap year, not only to go into university or studies, you know, later on, but um, a lot are also uh, going back onto the family farms, uh, and they want to hone their skills or have a different experience up north on the larger cattle stations, and develop you know different strategies that they can bring back home and implement on their family places. The big thing about it is, and like I talk about my son going into year 12, potentially wants to go to Marcus Autumn. Marcus Autumn don't take them for two years until they've done two years of work and they want to see that. So it's very much, you know, go into a stock camp for a couple of years, go and work on a in, in an agricultural enterprise for a couple of years and get some understanding of what goes in day to day, then go and do your study. It's it, 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 and, and in the other sense as well, I had many mates who I started with who are now really high up in these agricultural pastoral companies um, and that's all off the back of them starting in a stock camp. Uh, and, you know, we were at Brunette and um, and obviously th- they've all gone on and different blokes gone on. So there is many a pathway. I heard an auctioneer at the Brunette races and became a cattle auctioneer. That's literally how it happened and if I hadn't have been at, Brunette in that stock camp, I wouldn't be here today because it it led to everything else in my life, and 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 it's just not. Oh, I'm going there chasing cattle, branding calves. It, it's literally you, you you're finding out who you are. You you're saving some money. You, you're getting a work ethic. You're learning to stand on your own two feet. For a lot of kids that haven't had that, they've they've been at boarding school where their washing gets done. They've been at um at home. There, there's a lot of lot of upside to these. That's right. Ben, I mean, you grow up very quickly. You know, speaking from experience, you do go into an environment. I went up there by myself and and wanted to sort of immerse myself into people I didn't know, into a place that I I wasn't familiar with. And you you learn that very quickly. I mean, you know, most cattle stations, they do, you know, you've got obviously your accommodation, whether you're out on stock camp or back back at the station. You know, they've got excellent accommodation these days. And your food, all your meals are provided for. So it's just one less worry, you know, worrying about rent, worrying about where your next meal is going to come from. Um, but, you know, you're working hard, you're working long hours. Um, it's not just your station hand positions, as you well know. You know, you've got your, your cooks, obviously, your grader drivers, your ball runners, your helicopter pilots. You know, there's so many different positions on a cattle station. So, you know, to, to get that, that experience, you don't have to always just go into that sort of entry level of, riding a horse or a motorbike, there are other, other positions uh, that you can get on a station or a feedlot for, for that matter. A lot of feedlots are also hiring these days and, and they're in some pretty picturesque places as well around the country. 
you know, you've got pen riders and feed mill hands and, and those types of positions, which are options as well. Talk to me about the availability. Obviously, you're at the forefront there now, and there's a lot of young school leavers and a lot of men and women would be talking, and you've seen an increase in applications jump by about 30 to 40%, and that would make sense off the back of COVID and people just not not wanting to go, you know, and, and, and clearly, you know, not wanting to go overseas or being able to travel overseas. But are there the jobs available? We, we, we hear shortages in other areas of the workforce, but ha- have you – got enough jobs for the applications? I think so, Dobbo. Look, there's been a major labour crisis over the last couple of years, uh, since 2019 pretty much, and and even before that. um, You know, the Prime Minister had the job summoned a couple of months ago to try and um, address some of those issues of the labour crisis, particularly in the agricultural industry. Um, There's plenty of jobs. There's employers screaming out uh, for for skilled workers, as well as I said before, your your entry-level sort of station hand, Jackaroo, Jillaroo type of positions. Um, So, yeah, look, there are plenty of jobs there. And if you go onto the rftgjobs.com website, you'll see there are a paddock load of them. You know, there's a mob of jobs there. Um, There's, you know, Stanbroke. Kilto Station, Harvest, Hancock Agriculture, S. Kidman, Jumbuck, all these stations are, are hiring now for next season. Yep. Um, and, and you can go onto the site and you can apply directly via the ad and there's a number of positions up for grabs. Yeah, and that's the big thing. And you look – and. And I will say this, Simon, and, and, and people listening to us today, there might be blokes who have been – and I've got mates who are – who are cattlemen who are going to the Kimberleys to work on a cotton farm next year, I, I, you know, whose sons are going there. Look, experience is one thing, but an attitude is the most important thing. Um, yeah. and, and you don't have to be like, – I went, I was green. I, you know, I was 18 years of age and was green when I went to the Territory. Um, and, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for Jeff Wagstaff and at that stage giving me a chance, literally, you know, like, it, you know, I wouldn't have got – but they were open to it and and – you don't have to be the best horseman. You just need to be honest and you also need to be able uh, to work and, and they'll treat you that. It, it, you don't have to be um, the, the best stockman to, to get a position in one of these, uh, on one of these stations. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there, Ben. It's, it is all about attitude. If you've got a positive attitude, if you want to work hard, you know, as you know, you, you start before the sun rises and you'll finish after it sets. They're long days. Um, and if you're flexible in what you want to learn in your attitude, then a station manager or your head stock person, they'll see that and they'll nurture you through the season, you know. Um, it's it's really important to show that you want to work hard. And even it starts right from that application process, although, you know, you, as I say, it takes work to find work, as yeah. I tell a lot of uh, school leavers. Um, yeah. You've got to put in the time to get your cover letter right, get your resume Get your skills included in there, your relevant skills. You know, if you've ridden a motorbike or a horse, include that. Every piece of relevant information for working on adds a station yeah. adds up. That's right. Yeah, it does. Simon, uh, the website is rfttjobs.com. Um, Please, um, everybody listening to us this morning, I know a lot of the people listening to us are through regional Queensland and and, and through northern Australia, um, but you live in the towns and you want a job, this is the place to go. I uh, really appreciate your time this morning and thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Dobbo. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Thanks, Simon. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Let's start with the wrap. And I'm going to start straight up over the weekend. The 
Brisbane Lions women's side will take on a huge grand final against Melbourne in the AFLW grand final, and it is a huge, huge opportunity for people in Queensland to get to, to Brisbane to watch them. The Lions locked in a premiership decider and a shot of the second flag after beating Adelaide by 23 points in Friday's prelim, and they will host the grand final at the club's new Springfield facilities, which is near Ipswich. Now, a month ago, the ground staff were working overtime around the clock to get the turf ready. They believe that it is right. It will have 10,000 people there. It's probably not the venue or the size that they would think, but it is warranted to say that women's AFLW is just alive and well, and congratulations to the Brisbane Lions women's side who are through to the grand final. Boy, oh boy, isn't this a good story. This is a really good story. Australia of the World Cup Rugby League went champions for the men's and women's after the Gillaroos defeated New Zealand 54 points to four. They were outstanding. Ali Brigginshaw, unbelievable. And in the men's, uh, unbelievable. 30 points to 10 is now the golden age. It really is. Uh, just an unbelievable, unbelievable game. And well done to both the men and women's side who have taken the world by storm and done a phenomenal job as part of what is just a phenomenal part of our heritage. To win the Rugby League World Cup is just special. And for the men and women's to win it, Ali Brigginshaw, an absolute champion in the women's. And for the men, they were just too clinical against Samoa. I will say the world game is in a great situation off the back of that. It was phenomenal. But uh, I just think a, a really, really great shot and a really great snapshot on where it is. And the Soccer World Cup is underway. I, I suppose we will talk about it at some point. But I do find it very difficult to gain support for it after, you know, it has just been one of these really, really difficult situations, um, you know. The, there's no two ways about it. There's been some atrocities go on in Qatar and the fact is that we're there and uh, the fact is that the world is watching. Maybe it puts them on notice. Uh, we will talk about golf and obviously uh, that is a big thing with the uh, Australian PGA uh, getting underway on Thursday. Cam Smith is in town. Uh, there's a pro-am. You'll see a, a lot about that. But I will talk about the Wallabies and the ill-disciplines that this side shows. They were beaten again by the number one side in the world in Ireland and they can only have themselves to blame. It was close, 13 points to 10. It was a nail-biter. But Ireland is now the number one ranked world team and they roll on while Australia get dropped to the third consecutive loss and they take on England next week. The Wallabies have lost nine of 13 tests this year, including six of their past seven. And with the start of the Rugby World Cup less than 10 months away, Things are slowly sinking. We all want rugby to be the winner. We all do. We want rugby union to be at the forefront. We want our national side to be there. But at this moment, it is nothing short of embarrassing. It is a real, real worry where we are going. And one that obviously we will talk about uh, as the time comes closer to a rugby union World Cup. Uh, lots going on as well um, in the basketball. The Bullets are very much so uh, there at aroundabouts at the moment and things are starting to shape up well. They're starting to improve after they started a season with plenty of losses early. 
I will say as well, though, that this 50-50 over day-nighters cricket is just not where it used to be. The world has obviously changed and test cricket has gone to the forefront, but we are really concerned about the worrying numbers that we're getting to these 51-day internationals. The captaincy was always going to be Steve Smith, but it looks like it's been bypassed by that. He's not part of that leadership group anymore. And the lack of crowd and support that was there on over the weekend says to me, you know, it's concerning. The T20 World Cup is where everybody says they all love, they all love it. But I can tell you, uh, for me, it's not great. 50, 50 over one day internationals were what we grew up on. It's what we loved. And hopefully they come back to it. A lot happening in sport, as I recapped. Australia winning the World Cup final in the men's and women's. Ireland beated, beat Australia 13 points to 10 in the rugby union. The rugby, uh, the soccer World Cup is underway. In basketball over the course of the weekend, uh, there was a lot lot going on um, with basketball. And the Bullets, they sit on, they've played nine, won three, lost six, but they are getting back into it again now. They are starting to to turn the tide, which is important considering they didn't have the best start, although they were beaten by the the, the Cairns Taipans um, at Nissan Arena. They are slowly steering the ship. Cricket, uh, Queensland and South Australia are day one. They're six for 107, the South Australians. Um, so they're obviously under the pump as well. So lots going on in the world of sport. It was a big weekend. One thing that is also going on is the PBR. Simon Malloroy joins us next. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. All roads lead to Townsville this weekend. The countdown is now on for the biggest event of the year, the PBR Australian Grand Final. Operations Manager at the PBR is Simon Malloroy. He joins us this morning. Simon, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us, mate. Dobbo, absolute pleasure, mate. I'm, I'm all fired up, so this is great. Mate, it's a big one, isn't it? Um, and we talk about where these kind of things sit. I mean, the, the national finals, the grand final, the grand poober, this weekend, November 25th and 26th, at its world-renowned home, Townsville, um, where only one rider will come away with that illustrious title of, of the PBR champion here in Australia. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's two nights too, right? So these Cowboys have really got to rip in. They've got to cover their balls Friday night. They've got to get back on them Saturday night. This is where it's, it really sorts them out. And at the moment, Aaron Clyer, he's four-time Australian champ. He can get fifth. Like, this is going to be a record. If he can do it, he's going to be the first person ever in Australian history to have this fifth title. But yeah, yeah there's, a few, feels, there's a, there's a yeah, few chasing yeah. him. There's a few chasing him, mate. It's not a done deal, is it? No, not at all. Cody Heffernan is in red-hot form. He just cleaned up in Tamworth the other weekend. He's only 72.5 points behind him. So he's he's red-hot. He's, he's got Aaron firmly in his sights. And if he can do this, it's going to be a big upset. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, between – Bull riders like Jake Kerr and, and Lachlan Richardson and, and and you talk about Cody Heppen and you know, and obviously Aaron. I mean, Aaron's riding 71% of his bulls at the moment and we've talked about just how good he is. Um, he has been so consistent. But, I mean, you've got to sell out up there. You've got uh, a huge crowd on hand to witness this and, and they've got to make sure that, you know, obviously, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's by no means a lock. If, if he doesn't 
get the job done over yep. both nights. He, he, he might be, for the first time in a long time, um, knocked off that title. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge of it. But the thing, again, I guess, is with Aaron, he's just got injured. So that's what's opened the door for these boys. So he's coming off an injury, a groin injury. He's saying it's good. He's saying he's fit. Um, but the last three events that he's missed out on has allowed these guys to get these points and, uh, you know, really put the heat on him. So it's a big weekend. Um, you've got country music art, art, artist uh, Ryan Weaver there. You've got USA Western Sports Entertainer Matt Merritt. There's a lot international bull riders on the dirt experience. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Well, we've, this is brilliant. We've got these Canadians. So top two Australians, top two Canadians, we've done a swap seat. We sent our two boys over there for their grand final and we've brought two of them out here to try and get into this purse, see if they can take some cash. So Nick Tetz and Brock Radford are these Canadians. They haven't seen the bulls that we've got. They haven't seen these Australian cowboys. So it's going to be great. And it's it's awesome that we've opened up the borders again. We're all alive again. We're all back into it. And, yeah, Matt Merritt, Ryan Weaver, like you said, it's just going to be two awesome nights of entertainment. I, I talk about just the the you talk about just the well the borders are open again. I mean, your sport bull riding then the PBR it, it struggled over the last couple of years and and between yourself and Glenn you you did a phenomenal job in just keeping the doors open and, and trying to get these rides done. This year you've been able to go back to places that you haven't been for a couple of years. You, in, yeah. in a lot of ways, you guys have been able to say thank you. It, it, it's been sort of one of those years where everywhere you go, it's like a welcome back party as such. It is. We went to Mildura right back at the start, and it's been so long. And the Mildurians, I don't even know if that's a real word, but they were like, we had to shut the gates. We couldn't fit any more people in. Yeah. And it's a shame. Like, it, But they just show that the people out there, the regional people, they're, they're just fizzing and they're frothing for this again. And it's so good that, yeah, Glenn Young, he's been out here like, yeah. I think he lost all his hair through COVID. Uh, that's what um, he says. That's what he says, mate. Um, there, there's obviously meet and greets, um, and we, we're going to obviously keep it uh, updated. People can buy that the uh, the radio website, and you can watch this uh, if you can't get there and stream it. But Townsville is is the spiritual home of the PBR in Australia. It's where it started. It, it's where they go back every year to the entertainment centre there, and obviously. A lot of people are coming in from a long way away, so it, it is very well supported. Um, and obviously, you're expecting sellouts both nights. Yeah, well, Saturday there's only a handful of seats left, so there 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 are some still, but just you know scattered throughout the crowd. Friday night there still is some opportunity to get tickets, but like you said, it's something about this entertainment center. It's like that cauldron feel. Like I don't know if there's a bad seat in the venue, really. Because we bring in the 300 ton of dirt, we dump it all on the floor there, we shape it up, we get it ready, we bring in the bull, <laughs> the chutes and the arena, and it's just, it's right in front of your face. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty special place, really. Yeah, it, it really is. It's an amazing arena for bull riding, and Townsville ha- will have, at the end of the weekend, a new champion for the PBR here in Australia. Um, and yeah. obviously, either way, there's going to be a history will be made because uh, if Aaron Clark can, Clark can uh, win, he will be, I think, is it four or five straight? Five straight, it will be. Five yeah. straight. So that will be, a, that will be a record in itself. And if he gets knocked off, well, then 
there has been a unbelievable, um, uh, I suppose, uh, for Cody yeah. Heffernan, who is right on his tail, um, and I mean it really close. Simon, I know like, you'll be there, mate. Yeah, you love it. But it's like the young fellas, right? This Quinn Anderson kid. He's he's only I think nineteen or no twenty one, maybe twenty. But he's just he's our rookie of the year. He's only two hundred and eighty points off Aaron, and he's made an absolute killing this year. So these guys are modelling themselves on the Cody's, the Lockies, the Aaron's, and you know they're really stepping up. So there's such a young crop coming through that's just fantastic to watch as well. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear your voice. You're one of the best. And uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot going on as well uh, in the world of bull riding. But this weekend, all roads lead to uh, the PBR in Townsville. Uh, Tickets available on the Friday night, a handful left on Saturday night, the 25th and 26th. Good to hear your voice, mate. And uh, we'll catch up with you again. And best of luck for the weekend. Dobbo, pleasure, mate. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Good on you, Simon Malloroy. We'll take a break. Come back. This is Rural Queensland today. That's it for us here on a Monday morning, the 21st of November, as the year gets away on us. So much to get through. Ray Hadley to join you next. Have a great day, Queensland. And we'll talk to you again from 9 o'clock. Remember, Spotify is their place. If you want to catch up on any of our previous episodes, you can always go to Ben Dobbin at Spotify, uh, and you'll find me there and have a listen. Remember, when the wheat's ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. Ray Hadley to join you next. Till next time, stay safe on the roads. Bye for now.